to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about pandemic burnout and how to survive and thrive through the pandemic this winter. Over the last month, as a result of how the world has been reshaped by the pandemic, we've learned to make adjustments and create new routines to adjust to this quote-unquote new norm. And we've been able to take care of ourselves, stay productive, while managing everything happening around us. But as we get into the winter months, things are about to get a little harder. As many of the things that we have turned to in the recent months as an outlet for connection and joy and relief are going to be less accessible. Days are shorter. The weather is going to be colder. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what are some of the symptoms of pandemic burnout, what are some of the things that we can do to prevent pandemic burnout, and what are some of the things that you might want to consider if you're working from home this winter. So let's dig in into today's episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Let me start by saying that if you're feeling exhausted these days, you're not alone. Many people are experiencing burnout as a result of the pandemic. How can you know if you're experiencing a burnout? Some of the most common symptoms include exhaustion, like you feel tired all day, physically and emotionally. Um, there are some physical symptoms also, like headaches or stomach aches or back pain or rashes. Um, maybe those can be a sign of an overwhelmed nervous system. Another symptom can be reduced performers. Maybe you feel that you're decrease motivation to get work done and you struggle focusing and prioritizing tasks. Or maybe you're feeling a little bit more cynic and in general, um, you know, making cynic comments uh, lately. Those are just some of the symptoms of, of a burnout. A lot of the stress that we're experiencing in this season comes from external factors that are impacting our lives. If you feel that your energy is being drained by all the things happening around you, there are many ways that you can recover that energy even when those external stresses remain the same. Because let's be realistic, the pandemic is not near its end. We are seeing a spike in cases everywhere around the world. And as we enter the winter, it's going to get harder and harder. So what are some of the things that you can do to recover your energy levels and get through that burnout? The first thing is to build self-awareness. 
Uh, none of us have ever encountered a global pandemic like COVID-19 before. Um, maybe there's still some survivals from the Spanish flu, but that would be the only exception. Um, we are not used to spend as much time as home as we have in the last seven, eight months. And therefore, we we didn't know how to react to everything that is happening around us. So it's important to check in with ourselves throughout the day, to pay attention to what are the things that are triggering us, um, where our limiting beliefs are coming from. I found for me personally that journaling is a great way to increase that self-awareness. The second thing is to have some self-compassion. Being hard on yourself is on its own, a form of stress. Um, So try to notice where the perfectionism and the overachieving might be adding to your stress load. We tend to be our worst critics. Let's be realistic. So give yourself some extra grace and space from thoughts and emotions. Mistakes are inevitable and you need to learn You need to let yourself learn from them instead of beating yourself over them. So show yourself some kindness by planning one thing to look forward to every day, like a long bath, a call with a friend or a family member, or maybe reading a good book or a cup of coffee. The third thing to regain your energy is to try to prioritize your rest and include some mindfulness practices. Sleep is so critical for stress recovery and so is rest. Because we're home all day, it's easy to work more hours. And because we're home all day, we're constantly looking to ways to keep ourselves busy and distracted. I found that taking breaks regularly throughout the day can help me build my resilience. This can be short and sweet. I like to take five-minute breaks in between meetings to stand up, to stretch, refill my water bottle, and set intentions for the next block of time. I've also personally, I've added 10 minutes of short meditations in the morning before starting to work or sometimes after lunch if I'm feeling stressed or I find myself struggling to get focus. The fourth tip to increase your energy um, if you're experiencing a burnout is to incorporate movement into your day. They say that when you move your body, you change your mind. And that is so true. The days that I skip my workouts, I feel that my energy and my mood during the day also changes. Like I have less energy. I am, I don't know, I'm more edgy on those days. So exercise is one of those core elements in my morning routine. Starting my day, moving my body helps me to start the day with a boost of energy and a sense of accomplishment, which sets the tone for the remaining of the day. I always say that exercising allows me to leave all my stress in the mat so I can carry out with my day refreshed and energized. Tip number five is limit your social media intake or media in general. When the pandemic started, I personally, and I don't know if you can relate with this, but I felt this huge urge to binge on news. Our brains are desperate to understand what was happening, but for me, reading the news created a snowball that compound the effects of the burnout. 
At one point, I stopped reading the news. I also found, found that limiting my social media consumption or even auditing the accounts that I was following or watching in social media and unfollowing anything that was triggering stress was very helpful. So once in a while, doing a social media audit can be a good practice, especially in these times. Number six, uh, thoroughly connect with and disconnect from others. During the last months, we found that the way we leverage technology to stay connected with family and friends, it's amazing, right? I, um, my, my parents and my siblings leave away. And in the past, we would talk on the phone. But since the pandemic, we started turning our cameras on. Same at work. You know, so leverage technology to connect with others. We are wired for impersonal connections. That is part of our human nature. Our brains have emotional centers that they don't respond well always to digital encounters the same way that they respond to in-person encounters with others. So while meeting in person is not possible as it was before the pandemic, we can focus to try to improve the quality of those virtual encounters by connecting more thoroughly, perhaps one-on-one in smaller groups, um, maybe going deeper in our conversations. On the other hand, I also believe that if you have people that you're currently connecting with who tend to drain your energy, it's important to also disconnect from those and give yourself permission to set boundaries So if a conversation that you're having with a friend or a family member turns negative in tone and it's triggering you and your stress to politely say, hey, let's change subjects. Let's talk about something else. Or even if you're feeling, if you have a day where you're feeling stressed, avoid talking to that person that you know the conversation always ends in a negative tone. Now, Going back to this idea of working from home, you know, those were all tips that can apply for anyone, whether you're working from home or not. But if you're working from home, I have some additional tips for you today. You know, during the the summer months, we were able to get outside and get fresh air, maybe go for a walk in the middle of the day or after work and get some fresh air and some vitamin D. And that is going to be more and more challenging as the winter comes, the days become shorter, the temperatures drop. So it's going to be very important over this winter to be creative and to take care of ourselves, to stay inspired, connected, and productive. So what are some things that you can do if you're working from home uh, this winter? The first one is to stay connected. I just talk about this one, but while it might be more challenging, is now more than ever, it's important to make an effort and be purposeful to stay connected and nourish relationships, right? Um, I think that at work, 
um, my experience, personal experience has been that everything is so mechanic these days. When we were in the office, I would walk to get coffee and find someone on the hallway and we will stop and chat and have an informal conversation. All that is gone. And now, unless I'm very intentional to block time to talk to someone or invite someone for a meeting to talk and connect, it's not happening. So a few things that you might consider. The first one is maybe schedule a virtual coffee break with a friend. Be intentional about scheduling those things. Um, Maybe hosting a virtual book club. I will be hosting one every month during the winter. So if you want to join, I will put the link on the comments or the description of this podcast so you can sign up. It's completely free. This can be a great opportunity to connect with other people and and learn, grow, um, adapt together. The next one is maybe start a small group text with your colleagues at work or friends outside of work. Um, Schedule a holiday virtual event with your team or add video to your calls. If you haven't been using video, turning on the video can really help have more of that feeling of in-person encounters with, with colleagues and friends. The second thing that I think is going to be very important this winter if you're working from home is to set boundaries. While working from home has its advantages, it also comes with challenges. I hear more and more people saying that while they have gained productivity, they also are starting to experience this pandemic burnout that we're talking about. Days are filled with back-to-back calls and meetings, and there's very little personal interaction. It feels like our connections and our interactions are, as I was saying, very planned and structured and scheduled. Um, And we're spending more and more hours working just because it's convenient, right? It's easy to fall into that trap. We wake up, we work, maybe we stop to have lunch and we keep working. And the next thing we know is dark outside. And um, there's more and more people working more and more hours. So as we get into the shorter and colder days, we're not going to have those excuses that we had on the summer, right, to go out for a walk or get outside and play with your kids or whatever you were doing outdoors or the activities that you had after work. So the risk of falling into that trap of working even longer hours, it's, it's more tempting. So it's important to set boundaries for ourselves. It's important to set boundaries with others, but we need to start by setting boundaries with ourselves. Here are just some thought starters that I have for you to develop your own boundaries. For example, one thing is to block meeting-free time in your calendar to get things done. How many times the day ends and you look back at your day and you're like, I didn't do anything today. I was sitting in front of my computer just on phone calls or video calls, Zoom calls, and I haven't get anything done and my list of to-dos keep growing and growing and that can fuel your levels of stress and anxiety and burnout. So it's important to block meaning-free time in your calendar just to get things done. Also, it's important to speak up when a meeting time doesn't work for you. Just because we are home, we assume that we can put a meeting at any time. 
And you need to set your own boundaries for yourself and with others on when it's not acceptable or what it's off limits to schedule a work meeting. The other thing is uh, when someone calls, start by sharing how much uh, time you have available to talk to them. A lot of times, you know, we get interrupted and we have other things to do and we get distracted and it's important I think not only when you're working from home, but in any setting, right? If someone calls and it wasn't scheduled to start by setting your intent, by setting the, 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 the tone to say, okay, yeah, I'm available, but I only have 10 minutes or I only have 30 minutes and give that other person a heads up. The other thing is be clear on what is your preferred communication method with your team, with your colleagues. How can they reach out to you? Is it text? Is it uh, Messenger? Is it Skype? Is it Zoom? What is it? Also, it's important to speak up when you don't need to attend a meeting and be okay with declining something. A lot of times in our heads, we think that if we decline a meeting, people are going to think that we're not doing anything because they can see us work. And I feel when I talk to people that this still the case for many. And it's okay to decline a meeting. You need to be okay with yourself with saying, I cannot add value to that meeting. So there's no purpose for me to attending that meeting. I can be more productive using that time working on something else. And then also, finally, another idea or thought starter for you on this topic of setting boundaries is establish non-negotiable time blocks like family time, workout time, morning routine time, whatever that is for you, and make sure that you build those into your calendar so others can see that you're not available on those blocks of time. I love this quote from James Clear that said, he says, I estimate that at least half of my frustrations with others are actually frustrations with myself for falling to set clear boundaries and stand by them. And this is so true. Setting boundaries is important in any circumstance. But I think that now it's even more important than ever. Now that we're home and, and others know that we're not going anywhere, that we're here, they think that we're available 24-7. So it's important to set those boundaries. And it's important that you communicate those boundaries to others so they know. And what my experience has been is that when I set those boundaries, people will respect them. But it's important that I share them clearly because if I don't share them, I can't expect others to just know by osmosis what is that I have in my head, right? So it's important that you set boundaries with yourself, set boundaries with others, and communicate clearly those boundaries. The third tip if you're working from home this winter to survive this winter pandemic is to adjust your routines. As I said, over the last months, we've been forced to change our routines to adapt to the changes around us. Working from home versus going to the office has impacted how we organize our days, how we stay productive, how we stay grounded and centered. So some routines that have helped me in this time and that I am planning to revisit and 
make the necessary adjustments over the winter. One is to write down in the morning what are the top three things that I want to accomplish that day. You have heard me talk about this in other podcast episodes, but these are my daily non-negotiables. The other thing is to incorporate exercise as part of my morning routine. I talked before about the importance of moving your body, your body, sorry, to change your mood. And for me, incorporating exercise in my morning routine makes a big difference in the level of energy that I have, how productive I'm during the day, and even in my mood during the day. The other thing that has helped me is to have family dinners every day at the same time and make that a non-negotiable. That forces me to turn off work at the end of the day versus keep working, right? So if you leave by yourself and you don't have anyone to have dinner with on a regular basis, think about other things that you can do regularly, always at the same time, that will force you to turn work off at a certain time during the day. Here's the thing, no matter how many things are in your to-do list, no matter how many hours you work, you're never going to be done with everything. Tomorrow is a new day and it's important, obviously, to prioritize, make sure. That's why I write down those three things in the morning because I know that if I accomplish those three things, I'm going to be able to turn it off at the end of the day feeling that I accomplished something, that I did the most important things that I had to do that day. And the last thing that has helped me here with my routines is to incorporate journaling into my evening routine. Journaling, um, I wrote an article, a blog post about how to start, how to get started with journaling. I will put the link also in the description of this podcast, but journaling has been one practice that has been so helpful during this pandemic. And I think it's going to be even more helpful and more relevant as we enter the winter times. Okay, number four um, tip if you're working from home this winter is to make some time in your schedule to do something that you love. A couple of weeks after we were sent home to work from home because of the pandemic, I started to be more intentional about adding things in my schedule that brings me joy. It can be small things like enjoying a cup of coffee, playing with my kids, connecting with a friend, attending a virtual event, however that looks like for you. I actually wrote down a list of things that bring me joy and I focus on things that were small in nature. Um, you probably have heard that life, um, the best parts of life are those little things in life, right? So make a list of all the things that bring you joy. Because as the day gets busy, it's easy to fall into the trap of the day to day. And that's why I like to incorporate some of these things as part of either my morning routine, my evening routine, in the middle of the day, Um Especially, I like to introduce one thing in my list in the morning because that, like exercise, like morning routines, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. So being intentional about adding these things in your morning routine, things that you enjoy, can bring you balance and joy throughout the days. Okay, the very last tip that I have for you if you're working from home, actually this one can apply whether you're working or you're not working from home, but it's practice gratitude. 
I know if you've been following me, if you're listening to this podcast or reading my blogs, you know that I deeply believe in the power of gratitude. I personally have built a gratitude practice into my morning routine. Every day, first thing that I do in the morning is to write down the five things that happened in the last 24 hours for which I'm grateful for. This gratitude practice has helped me to start my day on a positive state of mind, but I also believe that what you focus on expands. So starting my day practicing gratitude helps me to be more focused on the good things that are happening to me around and around me during the day, to stay positive during the day. I'm also more present throughout the day because I'm constantly looking for things to write down the next day on my gratitude journal. So gratitude is a powerful practice. And if you currently don't have a gratitude practice built into your daily routines, I highly recommend that you consider starting one. Okay, I know that was a lot of information, but I hope this is helpful. As I said, as we're entering this winter months is going to get tougher. One, because we're tired. We're already experiencing this pandemic burnout because this has taken forever. And the second thing is because just winter is harder, right? Days are shorter. Uh, it's colder outside. We're not going to be able to do a lot of the things that we were enjoying to do during the summer. So I hope that these tips are helpful. If you find them helpful, I'm going to ask you as always to head to iTunes and leave me a review. And once you're there, make sure that you subscribe so you get notifications or any new podcast episodes that are published. And if you can think of someone, a friend, a colleague at work, someone in your family that is currently experiencing a pandemic burnout or that you think that this content can be helpful for them, please share this podcast episode with them. With that, as always, I hope that you have an amazing day. Since it's Thanksgiving week, I wish you all, those of you who are in the U.S., a happy Thanksgiving. And I'll see you here for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.